And as they go by, I'm just going to kind of move into this and get my stuff out of the way. I want to say a couple things before we get started today. Um, I was telling uh, I was telling them in the office when they told me that today was Pastor Appreciation Day, which I'm fixing to clock out so y'all don't bother me <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I'm fixing to be off the clock, and it's all going to be Jerry. Um, I'm just playing. I love all of you. Y'all can call me all the time. Just don't call me after 8 o'clock at night. Um, or when the game's on. Or when Mama's barbecuing. Or, uh, <laughs> um, or when I'm eating. Yeah, I got a, I got a list. When, uh, when they said this day is going to be Pastor Appreciation Day and bring, bring in whoever you want to. Uh, you guys know Tracy Harris, you know Dean Sykes, you know Dr. Mark Barkley, you know the friends in the ministry and all the things that we have. And immediately up in my spirit popped this man but for two reasons. First of all, we've known each other a long time. And uh, we've recently gotten back together in the last few years. But we, we connected at a church we were both a part of years and years ago. And we were both Word of Faith guys. We felt like we were on an island out there in the middle of nowhere. And we connected but over the last 23 years of my life, I have seen this couple be rock solid in their ministry. I've never seen them waver. I've never seen them back down. They've always preached the truth. They've not folded to pressure. They've not ever, they've not ever said, I'm done and quit. They've always had a heart. They go to the Love Lady Center. They go, and it's amazing the things they do there. Uh, Jerry goes, how many prisons do you go in? Four, he goes into four state prisons in Alabama and, and is in there just leading guys to Jesus every day. So this is, this is just a little bit of background. That's just a synopsis of the entire ministry of their life. So you get to partake of that today. So I want you to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm, I'm going to get fed. I'm going to get filled back up. So if you would, just stand to your feet. Give me a big gathering church welcome for Jerry Kelly. Come on, man. Amen. Amen. Love you, brother. Amen. Well, did you, you come expecting to receive from the Lord today or did, or did you just punch your religious time clock, come in, do your religious duty, and then go back home? Amen. Hey, I, I always tell the, the ladies at the Love Lady Center and I always tell uh, the guys at present, hey, we come here to have a meeting with great God Jehovah. Uh, they, you know, uh, the, the time... When church starts to become a religious duty to you, that's when you need to get on your face and repent. Amen. Christianity is not about how much I go to church, even though the word says, do not forsake the sin when yourselves together. It's about a real living relationship with Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ is as real to you as a family member, people won't have to prod at you to, to do what you know the word says to do. Amen. It's gonna be in your heart. But uh, I wanna thank uh Pastor Allen and Miss April for, uh, I, I'm really, I'm humbled and honored because they could have brought anybody in. They could, they, they could have brought big guns in. And uh, so, but if we have somebody named Jesus. That's the most important ones here. And uh, we're just gonna follow the Holy Spirit this morning. Uh, you know, this Sonia tell you, when I'm at home, uh, you know, it's just not about walking with Jesus when we're at church. This is every day. And I have to be honest with you, you know, have we done everything perfectly? No, but God's mercy 
is new every day toward us. Amen. I come in here expecting to receive from Jesus today. How many believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? He hasn't changed. And how many know when Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, Jesus, he just doesn't, you know, a lot of people got this thing, I'm just saying, well, Jesus never just said. Jesus didn't throw his words around. He never did. When he said something, it happened. And when God speaks, it's not just to say something, it's to accomplish something. And he's not here, to, the Holy Spirit's not here just to say something, he's here to accomplish something today. You're gonna find out real quick, I'm not here to play, play little games. We're here on kingdom business because there's eternal spirit beings involved here. We're here to fellowship, rejoice, but I believe the Holy Spirit has a word and when his word comes, light comes, faith comes, healing comes. And when I was over there in praise and worship, the Lord spoke to me. He reminded me. Y'all okay if I walk around? Is it okay to walk around? He reminded me of something that he spoke to me several months ago. I was sitting in church. And, and he, he was shaking me up too. He said, many of my people, he said, they, they read the gospels. They read what I did. And they think to themselves, my, my, my. Wouldn't it be wonderful that would happen for me? I wish that could happen for me. He said, it doesn't come by wishing. He said, those things were written to produce faith in you right now to receive what you need. Amen. They weren't written for us to think and wish that would happen for me. They were written so that faith would come in us and we could receive right now. Right now. Amen. Not tomorrow, but right now. I want you to search your heart. You don't have to raise your hand. How many need a miracle right now? Maybe spiritual, physical, financial. And the Lord spoke to me specifically. The Holy Spirit said, there are people there. And this may be one or two people. He said, there are people here today. They're trying to figure out how to get out of this bondage they're in. They're struggling with things, wondering, trying to figure out how I'm going to get out. But he reminded me to tell you Quit trying to figure things out and go ahead and step and walk into what he's already provided for you. Jesus is the way out. Amen. And he's provided the way out by the blood that he shed. And we get into bondage. You know, I don't care what you're struggling with. I don't care any, any kind of sin, any kind of emotional problem that you might have been dealing with for years. You see, Acts 10.38 is real, right? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing what? Good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That word oppressed means to be harassed. God don't want you to be harassed any longer. Some of you have allowed the devil to harass you mentally, emotionally, and in your spirit. And he's got you into doubt and unbelief, trying to, you trying to figure your way out. Well, the same Jesus that we read in the Bible, that same, now, I'm not, this is not hype. If you really believe what Jesus said, Jesus is here right now. Right. The anointing, the Lord spoke to me this way. He said, the anointing is Jesus walking amongst you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That anointing is here right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> the power of God is present right now to deliver you from any kind of harassment of the devil. God didn't call you to be harassed. Peter said he's called us to glory and virtue. He's called us to glory and virtue. This is not my subject, but I, I need to say this. I need to say this. You don't have to walk, leave out of here today continually harassed by your past. I mean, you might have walked in here today. You might have cussed somebody out. Then you walk in here today. Well, he don't want you harassed by condemnation. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Amen. So, uh, man, I'm speaking to somebody today. Amen. No longer, that anointing is present today. And that anointing will remove any burdens, any yokes. And that same Jesus, man. <laughs> that same Jesus. Whew, man. Somebody say that with me. That same Jesus. That same Jesus. Boy, I don't know about y'all. But this atmosphere is charged. <laughs> you know why? Because that same Jesus that you read about in the Gospels, man, he's here right now. You may not see him with your physical eye, but man, you, he's here. He's here. Amen. He's here. <laughs> Amen. And I tell you one thing, I'll never apologize for, uh, because I know what the Lord has delivered me from. I never forget that the darkness he's delivered me from. And so I'll always be thankful. And if you're looking for, for a professional minister, you're looking at the wrong place. Amen. And I always tell the Lord, I'm going to purpose to follow the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to do. Amen. Well, did you bring your Bibles today? And while you're turning there, I'm going to pray. I know prayers have already been prayed. Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your mercy. Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. And I thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you that right now you would begin to minister to the hearts and to the minds. And as the word of God goes forth, where's there, where there are questions, Holy Spirit, bring answers and wisdom. Where there may be darkness, bring light and understanding. Where there may be sickness or disease, bring healing. We look to you, Holy Spirit. You have the answers. And we thank you, Father, for the anointing that is present now. We thank you, Father, for your word that will go forth and it will accomplish everything that you intended for it to do. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 Like I said, I, I, I appreciate so much the honor and opportunity. And no matter where I am, you know, it's a holy thing. In particular, when a pastor Ask somebody else, you know, the pulpit is a holy place. It's a holy thing. Anytime you minister, in a, uh, you know, we, we, we should always treat God's things with honor. And it's a holy thing. It's a precious thing. And it's something we never take for granted. Amen. Amen. And so this morning, the Lord, uh, what I sense in my heart, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about honor this morning. 
And I really, I want to get specifically us here, us honoring the office of the pastor. Now, we may get into some things that may be kind of weighty. And if we get to some things that make you squirm in your seat, well, thank God, because, you know, if there's things that, that, that may challenge you, well, that means we need to make adjustments. You know, if you want to grow spiritually, if you're serious about your Christian walk, you're serious about your walk with God, you want to continue to grow. And when we're faced with truth, we got two things. We can either reject it and keep going our way, or we can make the adjustments according to the word of God. So if there's things comes this morning to you, and you know, hey, I'm not doing that, then we need to have the humility, hey, I need to make that adjustment. You know, I think about John 15. Everybody wants their best life now walking with God, but they don't want to make the adjustments necessary. They don't want to go through the pruning process that Jesus said. If you want to grow in God, you got to be willing to be pruned by God. Amen? If you want to grow in God, you want to grow spiritually, you got to be willing to let the pruning process that you will bear more fruit. You won't bear more fruit if you reject truth, which is able to, we're able to make adjustments in our hearts and to grow with God. Amen. So this morning, I want us to talk about honor and specifically about the honor of God. Turn with me. I got three openings here. Romans chapter 10. I'll be ready to go to 1 Samuel chapter 2 and then Jeremiah 3. We're going to talk about honor. We're going to talk about honoring the office of the pastor, honoring the ministry gifts. Honor, respect, honor, especially in these days, there is so much of a lack of honor for authority in the world, and a lot of it has got into the church as a whole, generally speaking. There is such a disrespect for authority. There is such a dishonor for people that are over us in the world, and much of it has got into the church. And people wonder why they're at a stagnant place spiritually, and you can trace a lot of it back to lack of honor. Not only inside the church, but outside the church. Who are we working for? And a lot of this I learned personally and still learning. So I can tell you about some people I've worked for. Went through some hard time, man. My flesh didn't like it. But the Lord taught me some things. And I look back now, man, I learned, I learned some good things. But if I'd have been hard-headed, continue to be hard-headed, I'd have missed out on the pruning process. And I would have ceased to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. If you want to be fruitful for the kingdom of God, you're going to have to have the humility to receive correction. Because the moment you, you stop receiving correction from the Lord or from the people that are over you is the moment that, that you stop growing. Is the moment you stop being fruitful. Amen. So we're going to look at some things today. Y'all in a hurry? Y'all ready? To, you want to receive from the Lord today. Amen. You turn to Romans 10, and as you go there, the Lord spoke to this man. I want to I read you this. 
lack of honor has its roots in a lack of faith or no faith. Lack of faith concerning honor is a result of not hearing the word of God in this area and the word of God not abiding in you. But the truth is, no matter where you are in honor, if we have a desire and a hunger to go to a higher level in honor, we can. And the key to this is hearing the word of God and not only hearing the word of God, but determining to be a doer of the word of God in the area of honor. Amen. And this, this is a key to growth for not only you individually, but corporately. The lack of honor in our lives individually and the lack of honor in our lives corporately will hinder growth for you individually and corporately. And we're going to see scripture on that. We're going to, we're going to look at scripture. We're going to look at some things Jesus said and we're going to look at what Paul said. We're going to see some things where a lack of honor for our pastor specifically and the ministry gifts a lack of honor, a lack of respect will absolutely cause you to cease to be fruitful. Amen. And, and as I said, the root of it is a lack of faith. And if there's a lack of faith, it's because there's a lack of grace. Amen. People want more grace, but you know what's tied to grace? Humbling ourselves. Amen. God gives grace to the humble but he resists the proud. And you show me a person with a lack of honor, I'll show you a person that's in pride. You show me a person that dishonors any ministry gift, that dishonors authority, and I'll show you a person that's full of pride. Amen. And, they walk, and I'm talking to Christian people here. And you walk around frustrated, wondering why things aren't changing, wondering why this is that. Well, if you, if you lack honor in your life and you know it, then there's no grace there. But God says, I'll give grace to the humble. And submission to God and submission to authority has everything to do with receiving grace and God being able to exalt you and lift you up. Amen. It's simple, but people don't like it simple. They, 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 they want you to counsel with them. And, and, and what happens they, they want you to agree with them on why things aren't working out for them. But if you tell them the truth, a lot of times people will get mad at you because they don't want to hear truth. But if you want to be free, you want truth. Your flesh may not like it. You may struggle with it. But if you want to go on with God and grow and be fruitful and individually and here in your local church, then we've got to humble ourselves. And when we do that, submit ourselves to God, humble ourselves unto him, that's when grace comes in. I want more grace. How about you? Now, Romans 10 says, Romans 10, 13, it says, For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? And it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of, pre uh, gospel of peace and bring good news of good things. I'm bringing some good news of some good things. Maybe kind of weighty, but it's good news of good things. Amen. And we're talking about faith. Amen. 
Now notice verse, verse 17. So then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we're going to walk in honor and respect unto the Lord and to respect unto the people he's placed in our life and to the ministry gifts and to our pastor, then we're going to have to hear the word of God on honor. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So if I have my heart set on walking in more honor, then I need to hear the word of God. You're not going to really be able to walk in true godly honor. I'm talking about real genuine honor without hearing the word of God on it. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and what happens a lot of time, and, and don't think that your hearing and honor is disconnected because the honor that you place on the word will determine the amount of light that you receive today. Amen. Jesus said in Luke, he said, take heed how you hear. He's getting, your, he's getting our attention. I'm talking to people this morning, you serious about your walk with God. You're, you're, not, you're not wanting to play a religious game. Amen. Come on now. <laughs> I challenge the guys at prison. I challenge the ladies. I'm, I'm not going to tell people they're going to be okay if I know they're walking a route that's going to yeah. cause destruction. That's right. I, that would make me a liar and dishonest. Amen. 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 And a lot of times people are wondering why things aren't working for them. And you got to search your heart. And a lot of it, and I've seen it growing up and, and myself, is because of lack of respect, lack of honor for the, for the people that God had put over me, and particularly my pastors. I've heard people say, well, and I'm going to, Brother Allen puts his pants on the same way I do. Miss April puts her makeup on the same way I do. That is a rotten, stinking, rebellious attitude. Are we okay? Now, Brother Allen, shut me down. Anytime he wants to, because I'm submitted to him. We're talking about, do you really want to walk? Now, I ain't talking about this. There's a lot of fake, phony, syrupy, too sweet to be true kind of stuff going around there that's not the gospel. And really behind it is a spirit of deception. Yeah. See how close I can get to Brother Allen because they want something from you. But its mask itself is honor. Amen. But this is a key. Amen. This is a major key to you individually and you corporately right here right now absolutely exploding. Because if we can get out anything that's fake or false and take the real in, yeah. Amen. man, God can work with that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You could say the honor of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Well, a lack of knowledge, I mean a lack of fear of the Lord, a lack of honor for the Lord, his people and his things, that's why people do dumb stuff in the body of Christ because they don't, they don't honor the Lord. Hard-headed. And I'm saying this because I've been there. Hard-headed, knucklehead. But we don't have to stay there. We don't have to live there. Right. Uh, that's right. Amen. Amen. This is good news this morning. 
So faith comes, and let's don't play with that scripture there thinking I know it. Now, I, I want to go and say this. The Lord spoke this. Here, people, they, they, I mean, I've read that scripture thousands and thousands of times. People have heard that scripture thousands. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The Holy Spirit spoke to me one day. And here, a lot of people have this attitude, well, I know that already. I was sitting downstairs one day studying, the Holy Spirit quickened me. He said, Jerry, what if Jesus walked in here personally and he started telling you something that you've read a thousand times in the Bible? What if you told Jesus, I know that already? You know what Jesus is going to do? He's not going to say anything else. He's going to walk out. How many times have we sat in church? How many times have you sat here? Pastor Allen may have brought up something and, you're, and you think, well, I know that already. You've just told the Holy Spirit, I don't need to hear anything else because I know that already. That book, that Bible is not just another book. Amen. A lot of people are trying to bring the Bible down to nothing more than an encyclopedia today where there is no application for us today. When the word of God says faith comes, that means Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So when the word of God says faith comes by hearing, today there is life coming to you. There is healing coming to you. Anything that comes out of the mouth of God will bring life, it will bring light, it will bring correction, it will bring healing, it will bring direction. So when faith comes by hearing, the breath of God is coming. Some of you can tell right now, inside, what's happening in you right now? There's an excitement, there's a joy, there's something that comes up inside of you. That's faith coming to you. That is the Holy Spirit coming to you. And that's when you need to not be distracted. That's when you need to take heed. Because Jesus said, how you hear, the measure that you hear, that's the measure of the light, the revelation, the faith that you're going to get. I tell the guys in prison, hey, whosoever will let them come. I said, if you come to take a nap, hey, take a nap. But if you come to hear the word of God, here's how you're going to get the best out of this. I tell the ladies, this is how the best that you're going to receive and get from God is take heed how you hear. If your mind's distracted and wondering, I hope he gets through in a hurry so I can go watch NFL, (laughs) then you just shut light and revelation off. You just shut your answer off. Jesus said, take heed how you pay attention to the word of God because Jesus said the measure, the honor, you could say, the honor that you give the word and hearing that is the measure of the light, the revelation that's going to come back to you. Pastor Allen tell you, I tell you, me personally, I don't, this ain't about us, this ain't about me, this is about the Holy Spirit, he's the teacher, I don't have anything to give you personally, it's the greater one in me, ministering out of me, he's the one that has light, he's the one that has revelation, he's the one that has healing, he's the one that has the wisdom, 
Amen. We're talking about honor. Honor and respect. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now, 1 Samuel 2.30. Turn with me to 1 Samuel 2.30. Hey, Pastor Allen, when do I... You're going to have to. When you die, you die. 1 Samuel 2.30 says, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me, for them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. I want you to notice two things here. Honoring God, his things, his people, his ministers qualify you for his honor. Amen. Notice God said for them. He specified them, which means not everybody. For them that honor me, he said I will honor. But I want you to notice something else. He said and they that despise me or don't honor me shall be lightly esteemed. So despise and fell into honor disqualifies you from the honor of God. God doesn't work on a socialistic agenda. He's not going to give the people of dishonor those that do honor him. Amen? Amen. God said, them that honor me how many thems are in here today? Them that honor me, I will honor. Those that, those that despise me or don't honor me shall be lightly esteemed. A major way, now you might want to write this down, a major way that we place ourselves in a position for the honor of God is by honoring the ministry gifts he's placed in the body of Christ. You don't have to turn there. But I want to read you this. Jeremiah 3.15. God, now God speak. He said, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now who's speaking? God is speaking. I want you to notice, God has given pastors according to his heart. So God himself has honored us from his own heart by giving us pastors. So that tells me that real honor toward pastors and ministry gifts comes from my heart. It's not a mental thing. It's not a fleshy thing. It comes from your heart. Because God said, I will give you pastors according to my own heart. So real and genuine honor for God and our pastors and ministry gifts comes from our heart. I, I said this before, you can't separate faith and honor. They go hand in hand. You absolutely cannot. And here, here, here's an area that, that you have to, uh, that I'm constantly reminding myself of, my, our pastor, Pastor Jim McCann and Miss Becky McCann, you have to constantly guard yourself against familiar being familiar, too familiar. 
Yes, pastors, ministers, yeah, be friendly, but you should never forget the office he stands in. And see what happens, a lot of people get too familiar. Get too familiar and, and, and forget that this man and this woman stand in an office that God has placed them in and like I said, you know, well, they put the pants on the same way I do. That's, that's, a, that's a stinky attitude. Amen. We're talking about real godly honor. Amen. You can't separate faith and honor because real faith and honor are from the heart. I mean, Jesus said in, in Matthew 15, 8, he said, these people honors me with their lips, but it says their heart is far from me. How many times have people said things if it comes under false flattery, speaking to your pastor, minister, but in your heart, it, it wasn't real? Jesus said, people, you can, people can honor you with their lips, but the heart's not with you. Did you know you can sit here? You can say things to them. I can do it. Just lip service, but you know your heart. <laughs> you, you, you know your heart. God knows your heart. You can't fool him. Amen. Jesus said, they honor, they're honoring me with their lips for an outward show but the heart is far from me. That's why I say real genuine honor for God and for his people, for his ministry, it's of the heart. You can't fake it. Amen. There is such a thing as false faith, yeah. false love, and honor's tied in there with it. And we, we, we're talking about growing spiritually, right? We're talking about faith. We, this is actually a big hindrance to faith. Yeah. This is a big hindrance to spiritual growth. Amen. Familiar, familiarity, I get that. It's having a casual attitude. And if it's not kept in close check, it will absolutely close the, the door to your heart to receive from him in Miss April getting too familiar, having this casual, lackadaisical attitude. I ain't talking about putting people up on a pedestal. I'm talking about genuine honor and respect. And this casual attitude, it will, if it's not kept in check, you know, God said, I put pastors, I will give you pastors after my own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And if you have this casual attitude about your ministers, your pastors, or people that you work for that's over you, you will absolutely close the door to knowledge and understanding. Yeah, that's, right. that's why people can sit in a church like this and receive the good word of God. You have much people who will go out, man, they're just blessed, and then you have people walk out, I didn't get nothing. Yeah. Well, you, can tra you really can trace it back to a lack of honor for the word of God and lack of honor for ministry gifts, your pastor. Now I realize sometimes, you know, 
I've done where I've worked a lot and sometimes you're in the service and it's hard to yield when you're, when you're really, really, really tired. So, I, you know, I understand. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about this is a heart issue that I'm talking about. And believe it or not, this is, this is key to greater levels, higher level of faith, grace, individually, corporately. I can't stress that enough. Matthew 15, uh, 13, you don't have to turn there, but how many remember when Jesus went to his hometown? How many remember when Jesus went to his hometown? Now, I'm going to skip over some things, but the, the people got offended at Jesus. They were saying, man, who, where did this man get this knowledge? Isn't this uh, the son of Mary and Joseph, the carpenter? How did he get all of this? They had become they were too familiar. They didn't respect Jesus. They didn't honor him. Notice what Jesus said. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Notice what Jesus said. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Lack of honor many times will manifest in unbelief. And unbelief is because of a lack of honor many times. But I want you to notice Jesus desired to do a mighty work in their life. Did you know Jesus wants to do a mighty work for you today? Did you know Jesus wants to do a mightier work in this church? Could honor be... Could your individual honor be connected to it. Absolutely. According to the word of God, according to Jesus, he was hindered to do a mighty work because of lack of honor. That's not my opinion, that's scripture. Amen. Well, I hear, I hear the thoughts right now. <laughs> A lack of honor. I have known in my heart in times at Love Lady, I'm thinking of well, a bunch of, well, I knew the Lord was speaking directly to some people. He had answered for the way out. Yeah. But they sat back there giggling and laughing. The lack of honor. I knew in my heart Jesus wanted to do something mighty for them. But you can't force people to do things but they didn't honor the word enough and they didn't honor the, the, the vessel of God enough to listen. Amen. Jesus wants to do a mightier work. You know, he never hits peaks and that's it. God never hits peaks and that's it. He, according to the word of God, he said that at ages to come, I will show you the exceeding riches of my grace. That's just not when we get to heaven. That's right now. Did you know he wants to show you right now? If you're not experiencing it, he wants to begin to show you the exceeding riches of his grace right now. I mean, you may be experiencing good things, but he wants to show you something even better. He wants to take you to a higher place even better. And then what it is, it's not just to, to magnify you, but it's for him to get glory and honor. And see, when you honor him and you honor the ministry gifts, your pastors, 
God is able to exalt you, honor you outside. And when people see that light in you, it's going to cause growth That's right. for you individually and here locally in, your, in the church that you're part of. Amen. Amen. A lot of people don't see this connection of dishonor and honor. They don't, they don't recognize it as it, but faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Everybody good? Are we good? I'm going to skip over. Now, uh, Paul, how many, how many know that Paul, over in 1 Corinthians, how many know Paul was undoubtedly a mighty preacher and teacher of God? But he told the church that he said, I couldn't speak unto you as spiritual. Was that Paul's fault? Can we look at that scripture? I want you to look at the scripture. 1 Corinthians 3. We've seen what Jesus said. Now let's look at Paul. Paul was a mighty anointed vessel of God. So surely, surely if Paul's preaching to somebody, people are going to grow spiritually. But you can see right here, that's not absolutely always true. I want you to know this 1 Corinthians, and we're going to see why. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. And they, I think they're putting it up on the screen. He said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Think about that. This mighty man of God, the Apostle Paul, says, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, and even up to now you're not able to bear it, neither yet are you able, for you are yet carnal. Is it possible to stay carnal even sitting under a mighty man of God as Pastor Allen, mighty woman of God as Miss April? Absolutely, because Paul says right here, I couldn't share with you some things of God. I couldn't speak to you some things that I wanted to. Why? Because you're carnal. And if you go on reading, he tells why. Because there was divisions, there was strife, there was just flesh, and at the root of it, lack of honor. Absolutely. The only reason there would be strife, division, and people always in the flesh because lack of honor for the word, lack of honor for the gift that God's placed in your life. Because if growth happened automatically, did you know that people sit under Brother Hagin's ministry? I'm thinking of somebody right now that was a pastor. Now he's, he just threw things away and gone. Is that Brother Hagin's fault? Absolutely. Was it Paul's fault that they, these people were fleshy? Is it Brother Allen's fault if you stay carnal and fleshy? <laughs> Ooh, man. You, you can tell when that, you're rubbing the cat the wrong way, but that cat can turn around. You're, amen. You know, rubbing the fur of the cat the wrong way, but that cat can turn around and go the right way. Amen. He said, let me read you the Amplified. He said, I couldn't speak unto you as spiritual men, but I had to speak to you as non-spiritual. Think about that. He's talking to born-again believers. 
You're mere infants, unable to talk yet. Now notice verse 3. For you are still unspiritual, having the nature of the flesh. You're under the control of ordinary impulses. And yet they're, they're, they're listening to, other than Jesus, probably the greatest man that's ever used of God. For as long as there is envying, jealousy, wrangling, and factions among you, are you not yet unspiritual? I promise you, when you see envy and strife and division, there is carnality. There is unspiritual, which has its root in dishonor. Amen. Amen. We're talking about honor. How many, how many have a heart that you want to honor God? How many have a heart that you, if you haven't, you may have, you know, if you have, you can go to a higher level, genuine honor. How many want to honor your pastors to a higher degree than you already have? Amen. I'm going to skip over some things and I'm getting ready to close down. There's, there's much more here, but for second time. Now, godly honor begins with a revelation that God himself set pastors in the church. I want to get down specifically here. Your, God, your honor, you, will go up higher level with a light revelation. I want, you, I want you all to stand up real quick if you can. We talk about the love of God. How many believe that God is love? And we talk about, Lord, show me your love. Show me your love. All you got to do is look at these two people right here. Because according to the word of God, God set them in the church. You want to see a manifestation of love of God toward you here locally? Look at Pastor Allen. Look at Pastor April. And when you have, I'm talking about a living revelation that God set them in the church. When it's real to you, you don't have to have somebody to prod you to honor them. It's just gonna, it's gonna be of the heart. Because Jesus thought enough of them that when he ascended on high, see we like to put things in the past, but when Jesus ascended on high, it said he gave gifts to men. I like to break it down personally. When Jesus ascended on high, see he, he had you in his heart. He gave the pastoral gift. He, put, he anointed and graced Alan with that. Jesus did. And if you really can't honor him, you're not honoring Jesus. You can't dishonor him and then say you honor Jesus. You can't speak against them and say you love God. Amen. Amen. You, you can't partake in conversations. Well, you know, I want to share you. I heard this. I, 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 I want to share something with you in love. <laughs> Ooh, I better get off of that. I'm talking about real honor. Real honor. You can be seated. You need to remind yourself every Wednesday or the midweek service, Sunday you come here, you, if you ever doubt the love of God, just look at them. Amen. Ephesians 4 says, Wherefore he saith, 
that when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now I'm going to uh, Ephesians 4.11. It says, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Who gave them? God did. Jesus did. Why did he do it? For the edifying of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness. But speaking the truth and love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna close out with this. Jeremiah 23, 4, if you can bring it up on the screen. Jeremiah 23, 4. God is speaking. God said, I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them and they shall fear no more nor be dismayed, neither they sh shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. That word lacking also means missing. If God called you here, he meant for you to be planted here. If God called you here, I like something Bishop Clint Brown said, and I've, I always, when God connects you, when he, he plants you in a church, he didn't send you there to correct it, he sent you there to connect with it. God has placed shepherds in our life, pastors in our life to feed us. And if you know in your heart, and I'm speaking to everybody here today, if, God sent, if you know God sent you here, then he's planted you here. Yeah. Psalms 23, Psalms chapter 1, we talk about that, that, that he, he, he talking about being beside the still waters, that, that, our, that our leaf shall not wither, that we shall be fruitful. Reason a lot of times many Christians have ceased to be fruitful and their leaves are, wind, are, are withering is because they've left the place that God planted in them because being offended and not able to receive correction. And if we're not able to receive correction, a lot of it's because we don't have the honor in us to receive it, the humility. If God sent you here, he wants you to be planted here. And if you're planted here, this is where you're going to be watered. This is where you're going to grow. This is where you're going to be fruitful. Amen. Amen. And you're going to have time. There, we all face times where, where I, I, you know, I've had things where I've had, you know, nobody likes to be corrected, but we need correction at times, don't we? And how many times have people left the place that God wanted them because they were full of pride and didn't have the humility to receive godly correction from a pastor? It goes back to a lack of honor. Lack of honor for God because your shepherd is looking out for your good. There's many times I was corrected by my parents 
and other people in my life. I may not like it at the beginning. And a lot of times if I would listened, it would have saved me a lot of trouble. How about you? But real, I ain't talking about hirelings. I'm talking about real, genuine pastors. They're looking out for you good. And I've seen many people get mad, upset, and leave the place that God had planted them in. And they're bouncing around from place to place. Because if you have a, if uh, honor or lack of is a hard issue, no matter where you go, it's still going to be there. Amen. Amen. Close your eyes real quick. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to search your heart. And any place that, you know, any place that may be in your heart or in your thinking that you might have, uh, where you see a lack of, it's, if you see it, it's actually a good thing that you're able to see it because if you're able to recognize, hey, I need to grow and develop in this area, that's a good thing. And when we acknowledge that, then God gives us the grace and we're able to make adjustments and grow. So I want you to just search your heart and you, you ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything in me, in my thinking, that, that, it, that doesn't honor you, that doesn't honor my pastor, that doesn't honor people that I work for? Anything. Search your heart. Search your mind. You know. I want us to pray this prayer together if you're good with it. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I have, a, I have a desire and a hunger to honor you in every area of my life, to honor my pastor. Holy Spirit, anything in me that doesn't honor you, convict me, show me, and by your grace, I'll make adjustments and I'll grow. I desire to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. I desire to be fruitful and do my part here in this local church. I desire to, to be a blessing and to honor my pastors, Pastor Allen, Pastor April. I choose the fear of the Lord. I choose to honor you. I choose to honor my pastors. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me. Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is gracious his tender mercies over, over all his works. Hallelujah. Amen. A higher place of honor. A higher place of honor. Well, Pastor Allen, I think that's, that's it. I want to I wanna say a couple things uh, to you. I forgot to warn you how quiet my people were. <laughs> from from Pentecostal background, and we talked about that last week. But number two, uh, you said I could have had anybody here, and I can't. I really can. I mean, and my connections, I could have made a call. You said I could have been a, I brought in a big dog, and I did. 
I did. I did. Because not only did you minister to this crowd, you ministered to me. I needed to hear everything you said. Because weariness and well-doing is a very real thing. And we, we were open and honest with our church last week, and I opened up and told them about my weariness. And you have given me tools today that I needed. So thank you for that. Let him know that you appreciate that. I appreciate you being obedient. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. Real quick, I'm supposed to hand things off at this point. Who am I handing to? Ann's looking that way. Sherry's looking that way. Somebody, somebody, is it both of them? Well, that, I need to, let me get, get two mics up here so they're not having to hand back and forth. Come on, ladies. I'm going to hand you this. And this is on, correct? I'm going to hand you that. First of all, I want to say thank you. That was just so good. And everybody here needed to hear that. But you took most of what I had. <laughs> but it was better than what I could ever do. Um, this is for the entire family. Because this entire family ministers to us. They're incredible. We're so blessed. So blessed, just so honored to have these pastors and their army of God behind us. It's humbling, y'all. Um, I'm going to read what I wrote down last night because I'm a big crybaby and I'll just keep on. Y'all won't be able to understand anything that I said. But I was thinking, and um, when I was very young, I can remember looking up, and I didn't know God. But I thought, wow, it's a big world. You know, it's just great that somehow I got to, I got to live in America. I got to be born in this country. But in the same way, you know, when I think about having pastors and their family in my life, it's such a mysterious grace and it's very humbling. Very humbling. It's more than I deserve. I just, I don't understand it. I don't. And it took me to Ephesians where, uh, 4, 8 through 15, where I saw something I'd missed before. And it said, when Jesus ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men to equip and build up the body of Christ, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You know, his ways aren't our ways. Jesus celebrated his victory by giving us gifts. <laughs> you know, it's backwards from what we do as usual. And in doing that, you know, we most often see, I think, the office of shepherd pastor in our lives. And, you know, he could have given us anything. But in his ultimate love and wisdom, he gave us the five-fold ministry. The shepherds, 
who give us the often unreturned dedication, selflessness, wisdom, and knowledge by which we can grow spiritually if we choose, <laughs> guidance, direction, and a lot of comfort. We do honor you pastors and family because we are so honored by the gift of you as we celebrate with Jesus. You are gifts. Thank you so much. Words could never express it. And Kelly has a few words to say. Miss April, four or five different sets of ministers come to where you found me at the Walker County Jail. You are the only one that loved me like Jesus, didn't care why I was there, what my charges were, what I was facing. You loved me just like God loves me. I saw that in you and I was immediately drawn to you and then I learned your story and your strength and forever I'm indeed yours. I love you. I thank you. When I got out of jail and was able to get in work release and Miss Brenda allowed me to come to this church, I got to meet your husband. He was crazy, but I love him too. <laughs> um, this ministry gave me a place. I have my family back. I sit with those two people back there that were in my life because of choices I made. But thanks to your love of God and how you allowed him to work in my life and give me an opportunity to not be what society calls me, but who God says I am. I have my family back and I thank you for that. And I love y'all and that's all. Okay, I really don't know how to follow that because that is just so precious. This is real. And on that note, we know that you guys are real. The way you try to teach us that no matter where we come from or what the world tries to tell us, we all are loved and we have value. And we know that you live it in your day-to-day -day life because your children are following the same example. To have a whole family that is such a blessing to each and every one of us. You'll just never know. We thank you so much and we love you, each and every one. Yeah. And we have a little something for you. family just come up and uh, surround our pastors and pray for them please I want the Bailey family to come up that's a lot of stage
don't pray for our pastors enough. They need our prayers daily, more than anything. Because if he can knock our pastors out, he can knock us out. Because they've given to us, they're our gifts. Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you and I lift our pastors, our precious pastors, and their family up to you. Father, we're so thankful for this gift that you've given us. Please forgive us, Lord, when we haven't recognized the priceless gift that you gave us. Help us, Lord, to see where we could come in and help them perhaps lighten the load, Lord, because their lives and their time is so precious. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, I ask, according to the word, that you would send your angels to mount guard about them, to take charge over them, protect them, lest they dash their foot upon a stone, Lord, and stumble. Yes, Lord. Strengthen them daily, Lord. Help us to help them not become weary and well-doing in this call that you've put on their lives, Lord. Help us, Lord, to understand that we're to celebrate this gift and to not become familiar. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for them. And I thank you, Lord, for giving them to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, try to talk after all of this. Um, I just want to say thank you for preaching what you preached. Because although I know you preached on honor, it's really us honoring him. You know, it's all about him. It's all about all of us in this whole place taking our rightful okay. position and being able to honor him from a place of our heart that he deserves. I love every one of y'all so very much. I thank y'all that y'all are a wonderful group showering us with love all the time. It's not always easy. I'm not going to lie and say that it is. It's not. I thank God for a family who honestly does way more than we do. <laughs> They're the ones that really, not by choice, have to walk this out with us. I thank them for not complaining. I thank them for having a heart for y'all, for God, for people the way that they do. I thank them. I do with all of my heart. I watch them. I watch them so. For someone to go to the doctor. I've watched them go 
and do things out of their own heart motivated by Him. I thank y'all. Y'all are all my promise, every one of y'all. We have beautiful additions coming along, sweet surprises that are precious. I pray that as we do go, that that is what people see when she said that, just love like Jesus, y'all. Just love like Him. Let people know who they are in Him. Oh my goodness, thank God Jesus never tells me and points to me at every failure that I have, but He says, come, be more, be who I've placed inside of you. He's put greatness inside of every one of you. And it's up to us to allow that greatness to flow out. And it's our choice and He's a gentleman and He'll never make us. But we can yield to Him in all that we do. And we will never fail yielding to Him. Never. It's not possible. It's not. We can yield to our flesh. We can yield to what this world has to offer and we'll fail every time. But if we yield to the love of the Father, we're never alone. We're never by ourselves. His goodness and His grace and His mercy is overwhelming. And it, the Word tells us to taste and see. Taste and see. Try Him. I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. grateful for all of this for all of it I'm grateful that God loves people like he loves them you know if we can all in all honesty just love like him and we can't give what we don't have and if you've never experienced that kind of love I ask you just to open your heart and receive it he loves us right where we are he's faithful He's so good. I hate brokenness. I hate it with a passion. I hate it because it is a lie straight from the pit of hell. And it keeps us all in ways that we, God never intended for us to be. But His goodness and His love is awesome. I love y'all. Thank y'all very much. Thank you. Well, yeah. Uh, for the sake of time, I won't say too much, and uh, yeah, I believe that. Um, uh, it is, it's, you know, there there are days in ministry. You ever have those days where you get up to go to work and you're like, God, I got to go do whatever it is you do another day. You know, ministry gets that way. It does, and then you see people get saved. And then you see people get baptized and you see lives change and you see tears where you know there was hardness the day before. You see what God's doing and all you have to be is available. And uh, Jerry, you, you, let's just go ahead and say this. You're invited here anytime. 
Anytime the Lord says to you, hey, you need to give this a gathering, call me. This pulpit's yours. And it's not because of our friendship. It's because of the anointing on your life. And I'm thankful for what you shared today because it ministered to me and it ministered to these people. And this is gonna be a different church because of that message. And I believe that. I am so grateful. April's already said it, but I just wanna echo it. I'm, I'm so grateful for my children. They do, Brian and I were talking about this in the office this morning. If all the Baileys sat down, what would not happen in this church? Uh, now that's a challenge to some of you to step up. Because um, this doesn't need to be a family-driven church. It needs to be a Jesus-driven church. Um, but the fact that they do it because they love God. They don't have to. They, every single one of my kids will tell you that I've told them, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do it. But they get to. And they get to love you guys. I've watched, I watched Paige at 14 years old take a TV out of her room and give it to somebody who had lost everything. I've, I've watched these kids just love and, and, and these, these gifts that you've given to us are precious. They are, but you're more of a gift to us than this because we're called to be pastors, but we're grateful that we have people here. We're grateful that we get to do this. So real quick, I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna release you and then we're gonna uh, just go have a good, it's late, we've gone over today and that's okay. Y'all just take the rest of the day off on me. <laughs> and uh, just enjoy yourself. But I want to say this, and, I, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we're done. As we're moving into uh, the holiday season and Christmas season into another year, uh, 2020 is going to be the best year of this church ever. And not because I'm here, but because you're here. And but because we together, we open up the door for the Holy Spirit to be here. And what I want is for you to do one thing, and that is just pray for us more. That's it. Thank you for the gifts. Thank you for this. This is, this is, uh, this is awesome to us. And uh, those of you who know us, know us, we do this because we love people, not because we get paid for it. Um, and the truth is this, uh, and this is, this is one thing that is important, and then um, the day it will come to an end. If it's not about Jesus, it's just a social club. We have to be, and I'm so grateful to have a group of people that every time somebody visits this church, they say to me the exact same words, I've never been loved like that before in my life. Just keep doing what you're doing. Amen. Father, I pray over this crowd. I thank you for gathering. I thank you for the people that come here. I thank you. I thank you for the Kellys. I thank you for their ministry. I thank you that they have sowed seeds today that will far reach into the future of what this ministry does. Father, I thank you for new faces. I thank you for the faces that have been here since the beginning. I thank you that people are coming from the north, south, and east, and from the west, but I thank you most that you're here in the midst with us. And God, I pray right now for every person as they leave this building that as we talk about honor today, it's not just about honoring a pastor or even a pastor honoring his gift or his church. I pray that we honor you. If we honor you correctly, we'll get everything else right. And Lord, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Love on somebody as you go today.